Hello, listeners. Before we get to this week's episode, we have some pretty exciting news to share. The Big Ideas Lab is back. Yay! We are so excited about this. If you are someone who has really good ideas, but you don't know exactly how to share them in a meaningful and impactful way, this is for you. You've probably heard Pete and me talking about how we take our ideas and turn them into keynotes and workshops that we deliver all over the globe. That does not happen by luck or by magic. That happens by design. And we'd love to teach you the tools, the techniques, and the skills to turn your own ideas into high-impact content that you can share. You can find out all the information at the long and the short podcast.com slash big ideas lab. The next session runs March 22nd to April 30th. This is a very intense six weeks. The applications are closing on March 15th or whenever the session is full, whichever comes sooner. And last time, friends, it filled up before the deadline. So I encourage you to get over to the website and get your application in if you're interested in joining us. And now, on to this week's episode. Hello, Jennifer. Hello, Peter. So, i got to come clean to our listeners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it's not coming clean, but I guess, I guess I need to give some context to the listeners that I haven't given yet this year, which is I'm practicing writing a book at the moment. What a coincidence, Pete, because I too am writing a book at the moment. Mm. And I thought that we should unpack some of the learnings. I mean, at the time of recording this, it's February, so it's only been a month, <laughs> and yet it feels like a lifetime. Such is the journey. And what's so ironic is, I've been writing for a lifetime, but it only feels like a month. <laughs> this is the long and the short of it. Oh my gosh, I feel like this episode is going to live up to the name of this podcast. <laughs> it's very true. So... At the start of the year, we did an episode where we mentioned our words for the year and I was kind of still deciding on mine, but I was tossing around practice and ease. They were the two words I ended up with. And so, practice has been something I've been thinking about a lot. And one of the things I've started doing from the 4th of January onwards is each weekday, I spend one hour practicing writing and the extension of that is practicing writing a book. So this came about actually because you, <laughs> I woke up one morning and I had a Slack message from you, which said, I just had a crazy vision. You wrote a book. This is what it's called. I've seen the cover over to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> True. And so you put the seed in my head just before Christmas last year. And anyway, so I've been like, what would it look like if you put that title that Jen gave you up on a page and just practice writing it? And my goodness gracious me, it is, it's quite a journey. It's quite a journey. So, before I go into it, is your writing practice similar? Is it like let's sit down for one hour on a weekday kind of vibe or what is your writing practice? 
It's so interesting because what you have created with your practice is ease. So good job, Pete. <laughs> it's almost like I deliberately did it. Hmm. My word, my mantra for the year is bring it home, which means that this is the year I will cross the friggin' finish line with this book. I don't need it to be on the shelf in Barnes & Noble by the end of this year, but I need to have something to hand to someone who could put it on the shelf in Barnes & Noble. So I definitely have not created ease in this practice. We're currently in a very messy, thrashy place because, like I said, I've been working on various ideas and writing for years and nothing has ever crystallized into something where I'm like, yes, this is it. And I finally landed on what it is, which is making it easier, but it is definitely not a practice full of ease at this point. Well, interestingly, I mean, you said I've created ease, which I appreciate. And I think you're right in that it's like one hour every weekday. That's all you got to do. But that's all you got to do is, is, is so it, it can be so hard there can be a lot of tension and struggle and thrashing that happens and i think that we're talking specifically about writing books here but i just feel like you can apply this to the creative process you can apply this to leadership and business and kind of anything because even in this first four minutes your process of writing your book is very different to my process or practice of writing a book. And there's no right or wrong. We just have different approaches to hopefully getting a similar result, which is a book at the end of the day. So that's my first like just thought to say out loud is we're, we're coming at this from two different places, the long and the short, and neither is right, neither is wrong. But both are, I guess, requiring a level of emotional labor, of consistency, of all of those things. Well, I just think it's so interesting how you could replace the noun in the sentence, I am writing a book, and completely change the feeling of it all. Like, I'm writing a blog post is so much easier. But it's essentially the same idea that you sit down and put words on the page. But there is something about that idea that it's a book that gives it so much more emotional heft, at least for me. It feels like it comes in a giant in a giant piece of luggage, and I'm carrying this baggage around with me all the time. Well, the interesting thing about that metaphor is carrying the baggage with you all the time. One of the things I've noticed since writing on this particular topic, and the topic is empathy, and empathetic leadership specifically, is... I see it everywhere. It's like now that I've got this big book, this big luggage to your metaphor with me, everywhere I go, I'm like, how could I use this piece of luggage? Everything I see, every conversation I have, every podcast I listen to is now filtering through the lens of this, this suitcase that I have or this book idea that I have, this concept. So it's really interesting just like observing that. Yeah, when I did the writing retreat a couple years ago with Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen, whose books are amazing and you should all definitely read them. I'll drop them in the box of goodies. 
Sheila used to use the phrase seeing the world through book colored glasses. And I've actually adopted that phrase when I'm working with actors on a role, like see the world through role colored glasses that everything, if you pay attention, everything can serve as inspiration and fodder for your book. And what's interesting, Pete, is I'm realizing just based on this conversation, I'm actually carrying around two pieces of baggage. One is the piece that I'm really happy to carry around, which contains my book colored glasses, where I am able to see things that are inspiring to me. But the other piece is the deadline. Mm. that's the heavy piece. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because I've almost given myself permission to remove that piece Mm -hmm. because of the word practice. Like I have very intentionally framed it as practice writing a book and see what happens. So hopefully it'll end up in a book, but maybe it won't. And maybe the point is that I just practiced writing, which helped me crystallized thoughts, which it's definitely helping doing, help me connect dots, which it's definitely helping me doing, help me have interesting conversations with you about the process and the practice of writing, which it's definitely doing, help me with the authors that I'm working with. with it. Like it's, it's giving me all of these other benefits because I'm framing it as a practice and I don't necessarily have the, the tension of there is a deadline, you have to ship it by this point, which I think I'm starting to realize is potentially a hiding spot for me, which we can unpack some more, but... I don't have that that tension at the moment. It's so funny because the pendulum for me has swung in entirely the opposite direction because yeah. as you know, Pete, I actually hired an editor. I signed a contract. Mm-hmm. I paid money and I have a ship date. And if I don't meet the ship date, she doesn't have to work with me beyond that date. So I have a very specific overarching deadline. But then when we meet, she tells me what is due on Friday. And I ship it to her on Friday. And then I get the feedback on what I shipped on Monday. So I have to have something to send by the end of each week, which is really, really, really good for me. I was saying to her yesterday, I could plan to write this book for the rest of my life. I'm so (laughs) good at planning. But the actual task of doing it, it's good for me to have to hold my feet to the fire. And because I am a questioner, if you follow the Gretchen Rubin framework, an accountability partner in this doesn't necessarily work for me. If I wasn't paying her, I don't know if I would get this work done. So I've been able to run myself through the logic of why I need someone with a specific area of expertise helping me through this process. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a whole other episode that we're definitely going to totally, do. Which totally. Which is what, what happens when you intentionally add tension through payment and hiring and all of that. That's a that's a juicy whole episode. Yeah. So the the practice that I've been thinking about and the way I've framed it and the, the fact that I've done an hour, I've been having such different experiences within that hour on any given day. And it's just so fascinating. Like some days I will sit down and go, easy, 800 words, 900 words, 1,000 words, like no problem. And then other days I will literally, the other day I, I literally wrote 23 words in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was excruciating. And then in the last 15, in a flurry, in the last 15 minutes, I you know got 400 words down or something. 
And then I was kind of like, I wonder if I ever would have got that 400 words if I hadn't have had the excruciating 45 minutes. Like, how does that whole thing work? It sounds like this concept I've been playing around with lately, which I think I mentioned to you, of latent momentum, where those 45 minutes, you weren't aware of the momentum that was building up during that time, but then all of a sudden it clicked and you were off and Mm. running and very likely you would not have had those productive 15 minutes if you hadn't first had those 45 where 22 words came out. Right. And I I think the the really important part of that in my head is there was an end point. So I mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in the box of goodies. There was a an interview with Jerry Seinfeld that I haven't heard him do many long form interviews before and he did this interview on the Tim Ferriss show and just like laid bare his creative writing or his writing process. And it is an absolute masterclass and so interesting in how he thinks about showing up to write. I've listened to it three times. I've taken so many notes. But one of my favorites is basically like writing is so counterintuitive to how we are as humans. It is one of the hardest things you could possibly do. So you need to treat yourself that way and like set up little reward systems and he kind of jokes about you got to treat yourself like a little puppy dog where if you do the thing you give yourself a treat and so Mm. he says (laughs) when he sits down to write he always has an end time so it might be an hour or two hours or three hours and then at the end of that time frame he pats himself on the back and says good job for today nothing more is required you did the thing and now you can move on with your day and Mm. building on that the other thing is Never judge or share anything that you wrote that day because otherwise it just diminishes the fact that you sat down and did it. You'll start to go, well, I just wasted my time. Whereas if you can just sit at least for 24 hours and go, that was a thing that I did, good job, then it gives you momentum to do it again the next day and the next day and the next day. So anyway, I've been thinking about that a lot too. I think that having an end time rather than I'll just write all day, it's just sort of like so loose. The thing that I love about what you just shared is there's also this closing ritual. Mm. It's like on the absolute worst day where you're like, everything I'm writing is absolute shit. At the end of the time, you pat yourself on the back and you're like, good job, you did the work. And on the day where you're like, I am the next Hemingway, you pat yourself on the back and you say, good, you did the thing today. And I, I love the idea that there's like some sort of closing ritual that is performed whether or not you liked what you made that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel very cold out with those two extreme <laughs> <laughs> voices. That's real. That's real. Which I think is part of the fascination with the process. I feel like Everyone should at some point go through a process where they sit down to practice writing for a period Mm -hmm. of time. It is an unbelievably strange and bizarre and hilarious and scary and joyful exploration of your own brain. And it's just, it's truly bizarre, truly bizarre. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever done this. Someone once told me that sometimes when you're writing and you're feeling stuck, you just keep clicking the word count button to see if you could stop. Uh, Not that that's ever been me. (laughs) 457 words. Okay, just got to get to 460. (laughs) 
<laughs> right to 13 more things okay four, six, okay got there <laughs> but then you realize that you need to delete the sentence there's nothing more crushing than going backwards <laughs> oh my gosh it is so hard it's so hard but what's so what's really funny pete is when seth godin came in and did the podcast conversation with us in january he answered a question i had asked him about finding success in a career path as an actor right now and he said learn how to write Mm. and that really shook me in a really good way i'd heard people say that many many times before but for some reason i heard it differently this particular time and so in addition to my mantra of the year bring it home i've identified what i'm calling my three guiding principles for this year one of which is learn how to write And so I recognize that even though I have a deadline, which is, I can't say it's flexible, it's pretty fixed, I still acknowledge that I'm a student of writing. I am learning how to write this year. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Learning how to write to me is similar how I framed it with the practice. So the thing that I've realized recently, I kind of flagged this earlier that I think I'm hiding in framing it as a practice is I've heard basically any author I've ever listened to talk about how hard it is to write a book. And I'm an upholder, so I'm quite good at committing to something and doing it. And you were joking about this when I told you, I was like, I'm going to start this process. You're like, oh, you're going to get there before I do. (laughs) Because (laughs) that's what what upholders do, which is interesting because I don't find, well, I won't say I don't find it hard, but I don't think the process of actually writing the thing down is the hard part for me at this point. I actually think the terrifying part is sharing it, is shipping it. Mm, yeah. Like at the moment, at the moment, I just get to go to my computer in I've got a little separate table that I use and I just type for an hour. And yeah, like sometimes I'm tearing my hair out, but it's, no one sees it. It's just me and my thoughts. And so observing that, I don't know if the writing part of it, the typing for an hour on my own with my thoughts, I don't actually know if that's the hard part for me. I've realized that the thought of telling people about it, the thought of spruiking it, the thought of having something finished that you share with people, I think that for me is ultimately the hard part, the scary part. And I could tie that back to our Fear Onion episode where we talked about the fear of people's opinions being the core or the root of all fears. And so I've gone through this like, oh, everyone says writing a book is so hard. That's interesting. I feel like I have a pretty solid practice, a pretty solid process. You know, I have 15,000 words. Like this is, you know, if I keep showing up, I get it. I build words. But then I'm starting to be like, oh, but when you share it, that's the scary part in my mind. That's the bit that's truly terrifying. Is that consistent with your experience? Oh my gosh. You are speaking to my soul right now because eventually you will have to share it with someone because right now your practice is about it getting easier. But until you share it with someone who has the skill to provide you the critique that you need, your practice isn't necessarily yet about getting better at writing. It's about mm. getting writing. 
And at some point, you're going to want to improve your skill and your craft and your technique as a writer, which means you're going to have to share it. And that will be the fun part. There'll be, I'm sure, another episode in the future where I'm ripping (laughs) ripping my hair out because I've shared it and I'm not sure how I feel about it. But that was kind of the whole point of this whole episode is I want to start sharing out loud the thing that I'm writing in the quiet of my room over there. So, I don't know if we take anything away from this whole episode. I think what we take away from this whole episode is that writing is not solely for people who already know how to write. Mm. Mm -hmm. That we can all get better at writing by practicing writing and then sharing it with people who can help us improve our craft. And that doesn't necessarily need to show up in the form of a book, like you and I are both writing books. It could be a blog. It could be an email. It could be copy for your website. It could be texting your kid. There are so many different ways writing shows up in our lives. And if we get better at understanding what writing can do for our communication overall, then to bring it back to what is usually the point of this podcast, then we have a better chance of making the change in the world that we seek to make. And that is the long and the short of it. 